you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Going to the hurry-up offense. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented, as always, by McDonald's. Go get you some of that all-day breakfast. A grand show lined up for you today. In a little bit, you're going to hear from Matt Forte, late of the Chicago Bears and now a New York Jet, and Chris Harris Jr. with some thoughts about uh, the makeup of the 2016 Broncos. Both visited us in uh, Studio 66 recently, but... Main event is here. I've been promising it for some time, and at long last, look who it is. The Internet's Big Cat from Barstool Sports. What's the poop, fella? How are you? So I'm on the same show as Matt Forte? That's correct, yes. That's an honor. I, you have I, a I'm lot blessed. in common with Forte. I want to dig in on that a little bit. You're both uh, moving from Chicago to New York City, but, of course, Big Cat from Barstool Sports really needs no introduction uh, among anybody who traffics uh, the Internet these days. I, I I say this, and I and I mean it, and I'm pretty good at, like, uh, Babe Ruth and your Wrigley Field in the – which World Series was that, 32, 27? Whichever it was when he called time. his shot. Yeah. Whichever yeah. one it was. The thing that I have a knack of doing is calling who's going to be a big star. And I'm a little late on this one, uh, to be fair. But you, Barstool, big, uh, you, uh, a big cat, are going to rule, I feel, sports media already or well on the way to doing that. But in the next three years, I think you're going to be the biggest thing in all of uh, sports media. Now, did you see the news yesterday that there was 400 pounds of hot dogs that got recalled? Because of listeria or something. So I did do you, see are that. You, do you want to stand by that? Do you think I'm going to be around on this earth in three years? I do fear that uh, the only thing that can undermine you is you eating yourself slowly <laughs> to death. But but that notwithstanding, go check out uh, one of the great podcasts out there, not just for sports, but uh, pardon my take. Big Cat and also PFT commenter, another one of the very funniest guys um, in uh, on Twitter right now and beyond. Go check it out. The last podcast I just listened to on my way in because I'm a pro's pro, Big Cat, and I did my homework. Check it out. I consider you to be, and not just because you're in Chicago, I, my experience has been as I've gone around Football America, 
people like the the random people from everywhere seem to love you. But then I've never met anybody in the sports media who's more beloved by the athletes themselves. You're sort of like Ferris Bueller in that regard. Everybody um, seems to like you. America's guest. Yeah, it's funny, you know, through the years that we've been doing this, the athletes have definitely we're kind of outside traditional media. So we're not the guys asking them questions in the locker room. We're not trying to get the quote that uh, might jam them up later on. So I think people appreciate that, or the athletes appreciate that, and they know that we're mostly just trying to make people laugh. Yeah, but they love you, man. I'm telling you, every guy I meet, I say, oh, I see you follow Big Cat, and they say, oh, that guy's the greatest. He's the funniest guy there is. So, all right, I uh, we're into the Andy Reid hurry up once again and uh, not really hurrying at all, but let's jump into it as best we can and start off with this, Big Cat. As you know, it's election season, the conventions and all that. Give me the best possible presidential ticket you can put together here and now comprised solely of Chicago athletes. Um, not, my dog's going to be on this show as well, Stella. She's on every show with me. Uh, I, I'm torn. I want to go Jake Arietta, but I think Jonathan Taze would probably be uh, the best choice in terms of president. That seems right. Even though he's Canadian. <laughs> I'm sorry about the dog. Uh, what, 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 I just I spoke out against dogs, by the way, and a I, lot of people are getting on me. Big I cat. apologize to the dog. She's I on every show. She's that's every fine. Show. Listen, that's my beef <laughs> with dogs is this. It's not the dogs themselves and dog owners are now getting cross with me and accusing me of hating dogs or pets. It's not that I don't like pets. I question what kind of a human being, listen, no offense to you, but you know, the human existence is marked by death. Death is all around us. Why then go out of your way to bring another relationship into your life? This one, by definition, you hope dies before you do. You know, there's, isn't that weird? There's an old saying, and I'm going to screw it up, but it's basically uh, the only thing worse than uh, you know going through a dog's death is to never have that companionship at all. Hmm. Uh, and so that's how I, I view it. You are now a psycho in my eyes to think that, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to own a dog. But back to your initial question, yes. ever since uh, Stella joined the podcast, Jonathan Taze, are we saying he's in or out because he's Canadian? No, I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. Okay, you're going to allow it. I actually am going to go Jake Arietta, president, Jonathan Taze, vice president. Hmm, why so? Why Arietta getting the top of the bill there? Well, yeah, now now we knew we were going to get to this because I know that Pittsburgh people really, really hate Jake Arietta. <laughs> um, I think he has that steely, you know, calm reserve. He 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 can go unfazed. He's a man that knows what he wants, and he goes out and gets it. And then Jonathan Taze is a great leader. He's just a great, you know, if if, if you want your vice president to be a heartbeat away, I don't think anyone's going to be upset with Jonathan Taze being uh, a heartbeat away from from the the presidency. I at least like the choice of 19. I'm going to cheat and go all time. I don't think you can possibly beat at the head of the ticket, Mario Lemieux, French-Canadian. I'm going to allow uh, Taves. I'm going Lemieux. 66, of course, not just a great player, but now in post-career, look at what he's done. You know, he's a he's a champion. He's a great leader, you know. You see. Where is the all-time uh, NHL players? Do you put him as number one? I have him at number one, and that's right. And, and you're – listen – you're a younger fella, and I and I and I gather that you would advocate for for the so-called great one, right? Yeah, I mean, 
I here's what I appreciate you being clearly biased. No, everything. it's not bias. Go ahead. But uh, yeah, I think that's crazy. Um, and then Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are going to end up being better winners than Mario Lemieux, right? <laughs> I don't know. Are they? I mean, I would say so. 66 has his cup, uh, his name on the cup four times over now. We shall see I, what happens with Taves. And, well, uh, that's Kane. a good over-under. Yeah, I would, if you had to bet right now, what would you say? If you had to bet right now, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, how many more cups are they going to get? I don't know. Let's see what uh, Kid Crosby and Geno Malkin have to say about it before it's all said and done. That's what <laughs> we need. For the sport of hockey, what we really yes. need is for them to construct it so that those two teams finally play one another. Um, oh, and also my vice president, also not born an American, but uh, performed as a great uh, human being, Roberto Clemente. Beat that, big cat, already. Pittsburgh wins. I defy any city to cobble together a better presidential ticket than uh, Lemieux and Clemente. We can argue 66 uh, versus Gretzky another time, but be forewarned, one, it will take seven hours, and two, I will win in the end. Well, I didn't know we were doing all time because obviously if I wanted Michael Jeffrey Jordan to be the president, I think we'd all vote for him right now and he would rule the would world. You? So. Would you? Yeah. Have you seen Why him not? when he's in charge? You've seen his yeah, post-playing right. career, right? Listen, everyone gets everyone got blinded by Adam Morrison. We can agree on that, right? <laughs> All right, touche, yeah. Um, next up, let's do this. Here's something that would make the sports world a better place. Is if you weren't just a GM of a team but if you were a GM for all the teams in your city, here and now, let's do that. You have the advantage of having more pieces because you have two um, uh, baseball teams, plus you also have an NBA team. But nevertheless, let's get the ball rolling here. Let's make a crosstown trade that benefits both our sports towns. And I would like Anthony Rizzo to take over first base for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm willing to dangle Phil Kessel, who very well may have uh, deserved the playoff MVP over Sidney Crosby. How say you? I wouldn't give up Anthony Rizzo for just about anything. So, and really I would want a starting pitcher. So I, mm. I, I, I mean, I would take Garrett Cole, but he was the one who bashed the Cubs this year and said he wasn't, they weren't the best team in baseball, even though I think the Cubs are like nine and one against the pirates this year. So that was a weird, mm -hmm. weird statement for him to make. I'm trying to think. I've always been a Big Ben guy. I've always thought Big Ben is is underrated, even though he has two Super Bowls. It's hard to be underrated with two Super Bowls. But if I had to pick one guy to take me on a fourth quarter drive, I think it's Big Ben. So I, I would do. Uh, I'm not going to give you Anthony Rizzo. You're not going to. You you wouldn't give Anthony Rizzo I'll, in exchange for you, Big Ben. I'll give you Jorge Soler for Big Ben. Now I'm mean, gonna see. Now you're being silly, and that now you know if you're if this <laughs> well, is the I mean, way you're you, gonna comport yourself. I have to start. I I just I just I moved the measuring sticks on the negotiation, and now you're gonna say, okay, well, uh, how about Javi Baez for Big Big Ben? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> well played. I can see I'm uh, I'm uh, going head to head with uh, a cagey fella. Next up, you just competed around uh, the July Fourth holiday in the in the big weeding wiener eating competition. Your eating deeds are uh, renowned across the land. Weigh in on this: Chicago or New York wieners? The Chicago dog. It, listen, I, I I am not a guy. You see me. I'm I'm not a, a light guy. I like to eat. People who judge other people and what they eat, I, I'm never going for that. But I do think there's a fundamental problem with putting ketchup on a hot dog. It ruins the taste. It overpowers the taste. Chicago dogs, they know how to do it. You get a little sport pepper. You get a little celery, a little relish, mustard. There's nothing better. Sport if you want to do pizza, that's fine. 
I, you know, Chicago thin crust is actually better than any other pizza, and that's a hot take for you. But in terms of hot dogs, it's Chicago over New York all day. I hear Chicagoans advocate for the thin crust pie that is uh, made within those city limits. It's fine. I've, I Listen, I had plenty of that. I can't even think of the name of the joint I used to always go to on uh, – on Halstead there that was really good. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's fine. But the Chicago Wiener, I mean, it's got a, a tomato slice on it, man. Delicious. You got to eat a salad somehow, right? Ugh, it's just the worst. My concern, though, is, and in fact, I let you know this in advance, and I saw you didn't take my advice, is I think to really get in the head oh. of your foes, if you would have, this would have made you a winner before the thing even started. If you said, before we begin this hot dog eating contest, a side of fries, please. Do you know how yep. that would, like that, I'm not just here to be a remorseless eating machine. I'm here to eat for pleasure. They did not really appreciate my presence. They thought that I was taking, <laughs> was making a joke about their livelihood. Um, so I wasn't in the best spot. We were, I don't even know if I've told this. We basically took a bus, a limo bus. So you know those limo buses where where uh, if it's packed, you're basically sitting across from someone, you know, five feet across, your knees are touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sat, we we took an hour-long limo bus. Uh, it was just myself and then all the competitive eaters, and it was a little awkward. There was just not a lot of conversation going on. Everyone's like, <laughs> who is this guy? Why is he here? This is our biggest day. I mean, it would be akin to um, sitting next to Cam Newton uh, before Super Bowl Fifty and just being like, "Hey, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play uh, left guard for you today. Is that a problem?" Yeah, they. Yeah, they have. That's the the thing of uh, these little fringy competitions. You think that they're gonna laugh with you, and then you realize, oh no, 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 definitely. No, and no. the PETA people got you, nevertheless. Here's they the did. thing. This is another thing that needs modified. Like I say, with the you know. Uh, with ordering the side of fries, isn't it really akin to, I guess, like, you know, NASCAR became popular initially because the cars looked like the cars that people drove, and so it was relatable to them. And, and, and in the same way that when soccer goes to penalty kicks and it all, it all just so- – or even a shootout in the NHL games, it kind of bastardizes the sport – Taking out a a bunless wiener and and slurping it down, that really gets away from the essence of eating, right? Shouldn't it be how much can you eat when you get a proper plate of food? It's absolutely a fair point. It's a point I agree with because when I did the competition, about 30 seconds into it, you just have soggy mush in your mouth. Mm. That's it. It's not – like you said, it's not eating. What we need is a eating competition – where we go, it's a backyard, you know, barbecue setting, and it's just how many hot dogs can you eat in like five hours? I'm pretty sure I could beat any, you know, anyone outside of Joey Chestnut in that competition. Where it's, you, you know, when you go to a barbecue in the summer and uh, you maybe have like a couple dogs when you get there, then you have a hamburger, then you have a, and then you wake up like four hours later, like, yeah, I've had, you know, eight hot dogs and three hamburgers and a couple brats, and I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly right. Eating for pleasure has to be a part of the equation here. And these people, I resent them for bastardizing uh, one of my great passions in life, which is eating food, and it is yours. All right, start the show!
Yes, hi and hello once again, and uh, welcome to the DDFP presented by McDonald's. I'm happy to tell you, yeah, don't be tripped up by that big cat. The hurry up is not a hurry up at all. We you Listen, know. my brain can't understand anything that's going on. I'm looking at a <laughs> delayed picture of myself. It's like when the idiots, when you show them on the Jumbotron, and they keep looking up at the Jumbotron instead <laughs> yeah. of the camera. That's what's going on right now. You should have warned me that you need to be a little bit smarter than a guy like me to do this show and look at the right spot. Well, you see the Yabo t-shirt there invoked by Scott Van Pelt and others. Like I say, one of the real, uh, one of the, uh, really one of the more beloved guys, it seems. No matter what, when his name is invoked, people say, I love that guy. Big Cat from Barstool Sports joining us once again. Make sure you go and uh, download the show. Pardon my take. Um, on iTunes. And while you're at it, why don't you stop over and do uh, the Dave Damashek football program while you're at it. Like I say, presented by McDonald's. And I'm pleased to say that, you know, my walk matches my talk. Yesterday, I took the kids to Malibu to the beach to frolic in the sea. And uh, hence the bronzy glow I have about me. Um, And uh, while we were on our way up there, they were hungry. And so we stopped over at McDonald's. I had not one but two egg McMuffins, and uh, they were absolutely delicious. And I got a hash brown, as always, served in its own little paper sleeping bag, which makes it Mm -hmm. extra classy to eat. So, all right, uh, let's jump into it here uh, with a little bit more Bears talk. And specifically, we met Matt Forte, or we talked with him uh, once again a couple of days ago. We'll have that for you in just a bit. We talked about the move from the Bears to the Jets, and uh, as I say, And as you can see, the boxes there, Big Cat is also making that move. So, too, are Derrick Rose and Joe Noah. What gives with all the Chicago athletes moving to Manhattan now? It's I started to try. Maybe Brandon Marshall started the trend, but Mm. it's been a trend. You have Starlin Castro as well. Uh, It's going to be weird. I I hopefully will get to New York and get to live the first six months as being an expert in all these guys and uh, and sound like the smartest guy at the bar when I tell him about Derek Rose, oh, the Derek Rose usually does this, or Matt Forte is good for this. So I'm I'm relying on that to get me through at least a half a year. Are you going to root for? Is there a moral conundrum? I think it's it's one that you have to address uh, at least with the man in the mirror. The uh, rooting for the New York Knicks, after all, Rose and Noah, the two I would say probably the two big stars of the uh, mini glory days that you had a few years ago. It's tough because I'm not going to be rooting for the Knicks, but it is tough because I do really, really like Joe Kim Noah. He was uh, a consummate pro. He had a connection with the Chicago fan base, um, unlike any other, uh, for a guy who wasn't from Chicago originally. Now, Derek Rose, similar, but he's a Chicago guy, and so I think it's it plays a little more to always root for Derek Rose, and, and I will be hoping he has success. But if the Knicks and the Bulls are playing, obviously I'm going for the Bulls. But I, I want both guys to succeed. They, they, they left Chicago on good terms. Uh, Derrick Rose obviously got traded, so he didn't – I think that was a little blindside for him. Mm-hmm. But for, in terms of guys leaving a city, you know, th- there's that feeling. Like Brandon Marshall, I don't re- really root for him. Um, that, that ended poorly. Uh, Matt Forte, I'm going to root for him because that – you know, he was also he, – he gave the Bears everything he had. Uh, and then Starlin, I, I still root for Starlin. So, yeah, it's, it's always an interesting feeling when a guy leaves town, especially now that I'm following them to New York. You could do, like, um, that could be, I remember the first scene in Harry Met Sally, they drive from Chicago to New York City when they move together. Maybe you and Forte could do the same thing. I mean, that'd be nice. The, 
If he's willing to do it, I'm, I I think I could drive cross country with Matt Forte if he's down Forte for met Caddy. Yeah. Something like that. We'll work on the title for that. But uh, yeah, that'd be, a, or you get a big bus with the NBA guys and everything. That'd be a good, uh, that'd be a fun road trip. Yeah. You and uh, PFT commenter made your, uh, your little uh, Winnebago tour across the iron belt. That was great stuff as well. But I just heard on the most recent episode, you guys were talking about the Mount Rushmore of excuses and you left off the granddaddy of them all. You, you came up with some good ones. Uh, let everybody know what were a few of the examples that were floating. Uh, so my excuses were uh, a lot of times I will say my phone just doesn't work or or something's wrong with my phone, which doesn't make sense because you know that, you know, in 2016, phone technology is out of this world. I know, and yet uh, I use it all the time myself and get away yeah. with it more often than not. Right. To, to, to tell someone, uh, yeah, my phone has been acting weird, you're basically saying I'm lying to your face, but go ahead and try to call me on it. Um, and then I also had the excuse of being fat, which works both ways. I can turn down food if it's something I don't want to eat or if I'm eating too much and people are like, look at that guy. It's like, well, I'm fat. My blood sugar's low. And, uh, <laughs> or sometimes I'll be at the bar and I'll be like, you know what? I really want to go home. I'm fat. I can't drink like I used to drink. Uh, my metabolism's not doing so well. So I'm going to go home and uh, go to sleep. So fat gets you out of a lot of things. Um, the one, I, I mean, I agree with you and both of those are great, but I was surprised that no one brought up the granddaddy. Like I say, death, death. I, oh, somebody died. I mean, okay. nobody, nobody wants to dig in on that, but, but then you're, you're tempting. You're, I mean, you're, you're, you're saying you're poking death and you're saying, right. you know, if you go with the, I have a fan, I have a family member that died and then they die. Don't you feel bad? I, I hear you, and that is a real issue that you're going to have to confront. I've I've uh, I've confronted that uh, my my own morality, and I'm okay with it. As it turns out, I did it once in college. In fact, I think what you have to do is just no specifics. You just say I have to be at a funeral. That way, it's hmm. just it's out there. You know, it could be anyone. It could be a random guy. You're just going to a funeral. You don't say, oh yeah, my aunt died, or you know, mm-hmm. you know, my brother. So just say funeral. I'm at a funeral. Yeah, maybe that is a little bit softer. Yeah, you could be right about that. And by the way, Death did win a takey and uh, uh, in the uh, your first Death. annual or yep. the inaugural takeys won an award. You interviewed him. Maybe ask him about this. See what where he comes down on this important. We're thing. going to interview. So yeah, so people who aren't familiar with the Pardon My Take show, we 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 went and we interviewed a um, I don't even know what you call them. A, uh, she seer. she had an a seer a seer, um, and we spoke with Death. And uh, we're going to go back and speak with we'll check in with death every few months. But um, apparently Tommy Lasorda is close, but we might have saved his life uh, (laughs) when we spoke with the seer and death. It's good to have fun, but it's also good to do important stuff. And that's what you're right. So right. Has anyone else saved Tommy Lasorda's life? I think we all know the answer to that. (laughs) Um, All right. So. Oh, black tie behind the glass there tells me also the guy who actually led the Chicago to New York charge is Phil Jackson, although he made a detour in Los Angeles. Black black tie um, also let us know that that was you, black tie, right? Who pointed out Derek Rose, as it stands now, is going to be the first NBA MVP to not go to the Hall of Fame. That's an interesting note, right? Did we? Go, did he go through all of the MB, yeah. MVPs? Everybody who is not yet in the Hall of Fame, guys like Tim Duncan and Kobe and guys like that are going to go to the Hall of Fame. Interesting. 
Yeah. Well, I I still don't understand. Do you understand who gets invited to the NBA Hall of Fame or the basketball? Because it's basketball, mind you. So couldn't he go as like one of the best high school basketball players of all time? Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, I suppose. And and uh, yeah, halls of fame in general have gotten too pious. Everybody's up on Mount Pius weighing in. The weirdest aspect of all things with Hall of Fame is this new standard that's been applied by human beings, which is. Uh, I don't know when it started to, oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's just not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, there's always levels of the Hall of Fame. you got to point that out because uh, nothing – and it's also like the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, how there's no unanimous. No one has ever been voted in unanimously because, you know, old crotchety white guys around America just can't let Greg Maddox – no one can say unanimously that Greg Maddox had a great career. Yeah. It's just impossible for them to say that. But – I think Derrick Rose is still going to the Hall of Fame. All right. Fingers crossed for uh, for your sake. Uh, Heinz Ward and I kibitzed about that on his podcast this week. I also uh, paid a visit to old pal Adam Carolla on the Adam and Dr. Drew show. Look both of those shows up on iTunes. Uh, both were good times. In fact, uh, I did two shows with Carolla filling in for Dr. Drew. My father was a doctor, so um, close enough uh, with the advice I, I uh Hand it out there. Um, now let's talk about the Chicago Bears. And you're a Jay Cutler guy, huh? You you continue to – you think in uh, his 33rd year on the Big Blue Marble, this is the time he uh, he finally turns the corner? Well, it, it, there's Jay Cutler uh, – it, it varies. I think that I'm a Jay Cutler guy in the fact that I do think he is still a top 15 quarterback. And when people say, oh, you can't win with Jay Cutler, so give me the, give me another option. Give me another guy's name. Give me a guy available that we that the Bears can get that is better than Jay Cutler because he's not out there. He doesn't exist. So, yes, I am a Jay Cutler guy. Well, you're going to have to throw in Jay. If we actually end up giving you Roethlisberger from Pittsburgh, Jay is going to have to be a throw in the deal. Baez no, and Cuddy. Okay, Something Solaire. Like that. Solaire and Cutler. Oh, yeah, for, we're going with Solaire. Rogers. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's dig in with number six and company. Let's see if we can figure out exactly what your Chicago Bears are going to do in 2016. Where are you going to watch them, by the way? Are you going to go to a bar or are you going to watch them from your couch? Uh, I'm going to try to get the couch going, but if I have to, uh, I, it will be. Uh, there's a couple. I've started to search the Chicago bars in New York, so we'll have to go that will way. Will you be upset if the Bears or Cubs – I think I know the answer with the Cubs because you'll just fly back for the postseason. But what if the Bears ran the table this year and won the Super Bowl in your first year away from Chicago? Would that hurt your feelings? It absolutely would. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's especially because the Cubs, obviously, the, ne- the, the, the first, I say next, like it happened two years ago, but the first Cubs World Series uh, in this century will be the biggest moment. But it's still a Bears town. And when the Bears are good, they run the town. People still want to talk about them more than any other sports team. Blackhawks have had unprecedented success, but it's still a Bears town. So, yeah, it would hurt me. I th- th- This schedule thing always makes me nervous because I famously had the Bears at like 11-5 and five, uh, for the second Tressman year. I went through it, and I said at bare <laughs> minimum they go 11-5. and five. So this is going to be scary for me, but I'm ready to do it. I think that was the year that I predicted uh, before the season that Jay Cutler would be the NFL MVP. So, yes. so that worked out yes. as well for me, too. All right, yes. let's see. If we I have correctly uh, assessed the Steelers' final record four straight seasons. Call really? me biased all you want. Four straight years, I have nailed what the Steelers' final record's going to be. Pretty what are good. you having this year? I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't gotten okay. to that. Let's do the Bears now. 
at the Houston Texans. Ooh, tough one to start the year off. That's a win. <laughs> Is it? All right. Yeah, I mean, come on. You really believe in uh, Brock Osweiler? I well, he is obviously looms as a major uh, issue there. But your pal JJ Watt bearing down on uh, Cuddy. And the company. Bears' offensive li- the Bears' offensive line is going to be very good this year. Uh, the linebackers going to be very good. I think their defense is going to be a lot better than people realize. And if you look at this schedule, we don't. I mean, you, we can go game by game, but they're gonna, they're playing the weakest schedule because they finished obviously last in the NFC North. And I know you never know who's going to have a down year. You never know injuries. But I'm ultimately putting the Bears at nine and seven. Don't and you that- do it. Don't uh, spoiler alert, big oh, cat. Spoiler, spoiler. We're going through spoiler. it. That's just okay, one. Right, we right. don't even right. know yet. Let's see right. if you land at right. nine and seven now. Right. Home with Eagles the Eagles. Eagles to win two. All right, I agree with that one. Now you're you're traveling down to Dallas. This is that's going to be a loss. That's a loss with uh, against okay, Romo. So- Romo still healthy at that point in the season. Now you host the Detroit Lions, who you Can't must Lions. sweep. Can't- you you got to sweep them if you have any shot. We the Bears cannot beat the Lions. They can never do it. It's it's crazy. Uh, and with all that said, they're going to beat the Lions. All right, there you go. Now you're three and one. Good for you at the Colts. This. Uh, that's probably going to be a loss. All right. Now we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. America, very excited about this team. I've gotten a lot of stuff over the last week from Jags fans because I pointed out that I heard from somebody who would know that. Blake Bortles, that there was some concern about his grasp of the playbook at the end of last year. Somehow this has turned into me being a villain who hates the Jaguars and and Blake Bortles. Now, when you said that, did you know that he was in a Wikipedia club with me? I kind of did. Which I had, okay. not, I, but that's maybe again good to be fun, but also more important to be important. And maybe you're helping Blake Bortles grasp, you know, books. I'm just saying of all kinds. Guys in Wiki, there there are no dumb people in my Wikipedia club. There are <laughs> that's true. There are savvy corner cutters who realize books are for nerds. We can still learn. We just got to use Wikipedia. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, how will you fare when the Jaguars visit you? That's going to be a win. I'm hoping for cold because, as you as we also found out, uh, Blake Bortles has only uh, seen snow once. So. Hoping for some bear weather, some early bear weather in week six. October 16th. Good luck. Um, at the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be a loss. All right. I'm, I'm not that crazy. All right, good. Now we're getting reasonable here. Minnesota Vikings pay you a visit the following week, and it's a Sunday night affair. No, it's a Monday night, and it's Halloween. Ooh, yep. a Monday gonna, night I, I have that circled. I have that circled to get back to Chicago for this dress-up uh, Halloween night. Awesome. I'm gonna say that's a win. Yeah, that's a, that's got to be a win. Oh, that's a gay time. I oh, I've had uh, one of the greatest nights of my life. A Halloween Eve, uh, a Halloween night in uh, in Chicago. I won't get into details, but uh, it was it was uh, it was tremendous. Now you travel down to Tampa Bay after the bye week. Ooh. Um. What am I at right now? I don't want to tell you because I want to see if you can nail your nine and seven <laughs> you, prediction. You have tricked. You have tricked my brain. Because you tricked I your own so, brain, friend. I'm so I am forever the optimist. Okay. I, I will always have the uh, you know the Bears doing better than they will. Uh, I'm going to throw in a loss here. I'm going to keep myself honest. I'll All throw right, in one loss. Now you have to face Eli and Odell. And I'll be at this game in New York. Yep, already got the plans. Already got the boys coming out. Uh, so 
I'll say this is a loss as well. We hit the skid <laughs> a little bit for two games. Yeah, I, it seemed to be leading to, by virtue of you having your friends in town for the game, that it was going to be a win. But no, yes. you went loss there. Oh, now you oh. play the Titans at home. I'm going to give you a win on that one. Now yep. you're putting a winning streak together because the Niners yep. are next, and you're going to beat yep. them too. Even though, the- even though we lost to Blaine Gabbert uh, <laughs> at right. home last year. But, yes, I like this as a win as well. All right, now you're at Detroit. That's going to be a loss. Okay. Now you host the Packers. Coming down the uh, home stretch. That's going to be a win. All right, I want to count up and see how close you are to a playoff spot. Oh, yeah, right, now you host – you host DC. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. You're pretty There's close. Six losses? Yep. You're you're gonna do it. You're, so yeah. as long as you split here, you're nine and sevens on the And morning. I actually do think that that's I mean, I, I think the Bears will beat this Redskins at home. Uh-huh. And they're gonna lose uh on New Year's Day in Minnesota. Nine and seven. All right, not too bad. Is that a play is that good enough for the playoffs in the NFC? It's I, I've said it uh, a million times. All I'm rooting for, all I need for this Bears season, because it's obviously a rebuild and everything. You know, you you went from the disaster of the Treshen years. I want in late December for the graphic to come up and it says Bears in the hunt. And as long as we're in the hunt, we're in that picture. You know, you don't have to be in the playoffs, but just one one of those side columns in the hunt. They'll be in the hunt. I don't know if nine and seven will do it, but it will be in the hunt. I feel a little sad for you with that. That's a, those, an important sev- an important week seventeen game. I know, fantastic. I know, but I feel I, I really my heart does go out to people who root for like the Bengals and the Jets and the because this is what you root for. I, I I was born into it. It's not like a it's not a, a virtue of mine. I happen to be born into a, a team that was great, but I I can't help but feel sad for people who don't have that same thing. But you have. Do you- I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates are going to get to that wild card game this year and lose? It's kind of a thing. They're going to rename it the Pirates wild card game soon. I know. It's true. As long as they throw an ace out there against us. Yeah, it's getting to be an ugly thing. Fortunately, I don't think the Pirates are even going to get there. Although Clayton Kershaw now is looking, uh, who knows what's going to go on. If he has back surgery, so you take them out of the equation, then you're talking about the Mets and, you know, I mean, I, I – I could see the Bucks sneak. Uh, the Cards is who obviously they have to overcome, right? And, and that the worst thing ever was that was last year, being what Phil Mickelson was in the British Open last week, which was playing really well but just still not good enough. The the NL Central in 2015, the three best teams in baseball, two of whom have to play one another in a in nine innings. It was it, it just uh, there was no justice in that. Oh, I thought it was totally fair. Yeah, it was terrific. Um, who would you rather drive across the country with, Darren Ravel or Stephen A. Smith? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, oh, I'd probably go with Ravel. I don't think Stephen A. I, Ravel, I could just, you know, we could probably put him in the trunk. Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> he would just be nonstop talking. You wouldn't need the radio, that's for sure. Who um, would you rather drive across the country with? You know what? Let's change that. Who would be the better president, J.J. Watt or LeBron James? You this is just mean. You know, you know me too well. You're just pitting guys that I hate against each other. I I'd have to go with LeBron. LeBron at least. LeBron at least is you know a businessman. J.J. Watt is just ugh, the worst. That, but you want J.J. Watt on your show? Take a listen in case you've forgotten this. Uh, hey, JJ, I'm going to buy your shoes, and I'm a huge NFL fan, 
So I basically pay your salary, and as your boss, you should go on pardon my take. That's Was true. I wrong? Was I wrong? No, I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, I and mean, we I, hear a lot of that talk that we are the real owners of the NFL and of sports, and yet it doesn't seem to uh, be met with the, the level of uh, respect that you would think that would, co- uh, would come along with that, like getting J.J. Watt on your show whenever you desire. I'm his boss. I want to give you be able to tell him. You're right, but you know what? That may not be enough for him. You might have to give him a gift. I got to talk to JJ Watt back at the Super Bowl because I gave him a, a nice gift. Take a take a listen and look at this. He's one of the nicest fellas around, and that's why before you go in there, JJ Watt, I want you to have this. No, that's a look at that. Are you kidding? Econo, Econo you don't side. know how much I need this. I know. I know. This, this is, is fantastic, so guys. It hits me right in the heart. You deserve it. This is better than any award I'm going to take home in the history of the game. If you're on Hard Knocks next August, forget that giant tire thing. Yeah, you just flip just this flip thing. Just flip this thing. That's yeah, all right. right. Be in this will be gone by the end of the night. So, <laughs> look, he's, that was disgusting. You could have given him anything, and he would have had the exact same reaction. No, he said he was going to use the into all 24 rolls by the end of the night. That shows he's a human being. Hey JJ, here's a here's a jar of Zika mosquitoes, and he would have been like, "Oh, oh, this is the best gift I've ever gotten. I love you. Thank you so much." It's fake, fake, fake. You know it. Someone sounds jealous, apparently. <laughs> I'm uh, not jealous. I'm his boss. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Big Cat is uh, like I say, uh, it, it really one of the, one of the uh, the best guys around. It it and uh, like I say, will rule the sports media. Barstool Sports now really blowing up in New York City. That's what uh, brought this move on for you guys. Really, real quick before I let you go here, because I'm fascinated by it. I guess I should know the answer to this. If I had done my homework, I would. How did you wind up doing all this? How did you, how did you wind up being in touch with every athlete out there? Every funny athlete, at least, is aware of you. And you know, and now you're owned by Peter Chernin, and or you know, or he's seen fit to, you know, throw a lot of loot into Barstool Sports and everything else. It's fascinating. I think it's the way – I think all these people have spent all the money to get, you know, spent $7 million to get people to move across the country to to do debate shows. Are, that model is going to be shown to be antiquated, and your way is the right way going forward. And more than anything, it's just be yourself. We, we are guys that are – for the most part, we're just genuine and, and we are who we are. We with our faults, you know, I, you know, I, I might eat too much. I might gamble too much, but people love seeing those faults and not seeing a polished product at all times. And for the athlete, you have part, a dog. I have a dog that barks too much uh, for the athlete part. Never, ever ask for tickets or anything. I've never asked for that. So that's that's hmm. a, that's a key. That is a good tip. I like that. I like that. Look at you. You have good books. You know how to read books. uh, Those those haven't been opened ever. Oh, I I see. For show. You're one of those. Put them on the shelf there. Very good. Hey, uh, Big Cat, don't be a stranger. Would love to keep uh, yapping with you once uh, your bears get underway and see how the move is is, uh, taking hold for you. While you watch your – you know, there's nothing – I have – Chicago Stadium is one of my, I think, is my favorite venue to ever attend. I went to see Lemieux and company win a Stanley Cup. But I think for sports day experience or for an American experience, waking up and walking over to Wrigley about 90 minutes before the game, I don't know that there's a better sports experience out there. Is Have you ever had one? The, the greatest game in all of sports is the Friday afternoon Cubs game at Wrigley. Hmm. Pick July, August, whatever, a beautiful day. 
it's stolen time. You get there, you, you get up to Wrigleyville at like 1130, you start, you crack over the first beer, you go to the game, game ends at 430, and you and you and you walk out of the stadium and then you see all the poor saps getting off the train from work. They've been working the whole time. Weekend hasn't even started and you've already been drinking for about six hours. Boy, That's I it. always I always favored the Saturday game, but you make a pretty compelling case with the schnooks getting off the train. That is yep. uh, that is pretty good. Yeah, getting a head start on the on the thing. Yeah, boy, I, I go to there are different bars you could go to in advance. Where do you like? Do you like uh, the bleacher bar? So I usually go uh, to Vines, and I shouldn't give this away, but I guess since I'm moving, it doesn't matter. Vines has a, and Vines is on Clark. It's it's right next to Cubby Bear. Uh, Vines has an upstairs patio that's probably only probably only capacity is about forty people. It's a nice little private area. I shouldn't have given that secret away. You can bleep that out. Yeah, let's bleep that out. And I like I always liked going straight west to the Ginger Man and then working my way south. They're, it's changing. When you go back next time, it, it's going to be totally different. They're they're building a hotel. Nah. There's there's a new the Cubs have a new office up there. They're taking down a bunch of bars. That 7-Eleven that everyone went into to right. get you know maybe their cigarettes or whatever before maybe a nip. That's gone. So it's 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 sad to see it change, but it also would be nice when the Cubs can afford to win a World Series. You know. Well, I hope but what's sad for Chicago is that you're moving away, but I trust you'll get back there in October to watch them. And uh, for your sake, assuming the Buccos aren't in there, but if Anthony Rizzo is on the Pirates by then, then the Pirates might have a better chance of making it to the postseason. But uh, I'm glad you'll get back there. It seems inevitable that your boys are going to be playing in October, and I hope they get it done for you. Big Cat, good luck with the move. Make sure you check out the podcast pardon my take with the great PFT commenter to not uh, no two funnier guys doing a show talking about sports or just about anything else out there. Thanks for the time, pal. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. We went way past the 20 minute mark that I promised him just before we started. But now let's talk to another guy, the aforementioned Matt Forte, who's also moving from Chicago to the New York tri-state area. Matt Forte. Dave. This is very exciting, and this is really one of the great benefits of working at the NFL. You really never know who you're going to bump into. Matt Forte is walking down the hall, and we said, hey, can you jump into 66? Kibitz with, with us for a bit, and so he has. Matt Forte, how's it going, fella? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. You look fit to me. More fit than the, you were the last time I saw you. Is that? Am I right? Yeah, of course. You lightened I've been, up. I've been, uh, I've been training. You know, going into training camp, and I think the last time you saw me was uh, probably around the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah, yeah. you. I mean, you legitimately look. So you lost the weight, and uh, your good friend Maurice Jones Drew found it. Well, he he took it from me and and a lot of other people and put it on himself. So. <laughs> Get him on Skype. He needs to be a part of this to defend himself. Matt Forte, and also last we spoke, you were a member of the Chicago Bears football team. Um, if you haven't heard, you're now on the Jets. How does that make you feel? Are you excited about 2016? As we sit here, we don't know even who really the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited to be there. Um, a new place for me and, uh, you know, uh, an ability to uh, – and a chance to continue – you know what I've what I've done so far in the league, and so I'm um, excited about that. I I uh, love the team, and it's been fun. You know, getting to know everybody there in the new locker room, locker room and stuff. And but um, 
you know, you said you know you have a quarterback set yet, but it's coming. Everything's everything's gonna work out. No jive. That. No jive, Forte. If you knew that it was gonna be as crazy as it was around the quarterback, would would that have affected anything? Because I assume when you signed, the assumption was, well, it's gonna be for Fitzpatrick is gonna wind up back there. Would that have affected your decision? Uh, not as not really as much as it already was, you know, because. You know, going into it, I was just looking at the factors. Uh, you know, Brandon was, you know, talking in my ear and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. But um, the main factors I was looking into it was uh, what kind of team, you know, as a whole it was, not just one person. Um, you know, also the facility and, and the training room and that type of stuff. And so Brandon was telling me how great the training room was and um, how to keep you healthy. And at this point in my career, that's of the utmost importance is being healthy out there. And so uh, it was great, you know. You know, thinking about all those factors that go into it, but um, you know, not not just one major factor like you know the quarterback is gonna mm-hmm. kill your your um, uh, your decision making. Do you? Um, I I've talked to Ben Roethlisberger, and to some degree, pro athletes seem to this. Uh, one of my things that uh, makes my head spin is when you hear teams talk about no one outside this locker room believed in us. Well, certainly the people that showed up at the stadium to cheer for you aren't masochists. They thought you might win. (laughs) But anyway, on an individual basis, I've talked to Roethlisberger, who's achieved some things, and you can definitely tell he has a chip on his shoulder about sort of the overall lack of respect. I've gotten that sense from you over the years that you're sort of like, hey, when you're listing running backs, how come the name Forte ain't being mentioned in the top two or three? How say you? True or false? Uh, I mean, yeah, quietly. That I don't really like to speak out on that type of stuff because I mean that's kind of arrogant to be able to do that. I just I let you know the everybody you know there's people who talk trash and there's people who let their play speak for them. So I'm one of those guys who let their play you know speak for them. So I don't want to yeah. And and the guy who's outspoken about or whining about uh, how I'm ranked you know by others' opinion. You know I already know what kind of player I am. I know what kind of running back I am. I know what kind of person I am. So. That doesn't affect me. If you can only have one, a gold jacket or a Lombardi trophy, which would you get? I would definitely say a Lombardi trophy. Hmm. Um, you know, you can you can still be a great player and not have a great uh, a gold jacket. You know, there's a lot of great players that haven't gotten that gold jacket yet, but um, there's a lot of people with gold jackets that will never be able to get that Lombardi trophy. I go back and forth on this myself, which I would prefer. I think I would go your way because you'll be a hero. Will you be a hero in the town where you perform your, your great deeds? But then you, then you're by yourself. If it's the gold jacket, you can go out on the town. If you and Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker and everybody else gets a gold jacket, you'll be heroes in Manhattan forever. And those guys can go out on the town with you, and you'll all be uh, patted on the back for your accomplishments. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm more the uh, you know the team guy because that you know Lombardi Trophy takes everybody. It's a team goal, and everybody gets a piece of that. You know, when you uh, you do the the gold jacket, it's more about you. You know, the person, even though the team helped you, somebody had to block, somebody had to throw the ball to you, and then do all that stuff. So it's more kind of focused on you, that person. I'm I'm the guy that wants to point the, the shine the light on everybody else because it was a team effort. Mm-hmm. And, well, so as far as the pursuit of that goes, you may have heard that the uh, New England Patriots have ruled that division for quite some time now. Does that – does that factor in at all when you're making your decision? Well, we are. I am going to be in a division with Tom Brady, and they tend to win that thing quite a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought about that, you know, with my decision making as well. And, you know, they've been very good for a long time. And so uh, to want to be the best and to be the best, you got to beat the best. And they've been really good and for a long time. And so we got to play against them. And it's a, I'm always up to the challenge of that type of stuff. You, you know, know what you should have done? Pot Roast Knighton is walking around these hallways yeah. too today. You should have gone up to him and give him a little wiggle, <laughs> intimidate him, plant the seed. Like, you're going to see that twice this fall, you know? Then yeah. he'd be be like, oh, no, God. Like, he, he'd be off his game before he even got out there that day. Yeah, the funny part, I was in the, uh, you know, the makeup room, you know, getting shaped up in my beard and stuff. And I think I saw him, but he didn't say anything to me. But I was doing an interview at the same time, too, so I understand. So so the head games have begun here in the summertime. (laughs) Who has the better beard, you or Pot Roast Knighton? I don't think he has a beard. He has a goatee. All right. But my beard is legit, though. It is. Well, that much is I remember one time Maurice tried to grow a beard, (laughs) and that was all it was, a memory. (laughs) Maurice, how about this? Let's Let's just settle this here and now. NFL running back. You have to choose one. Maurice Jones-Drew, or Matt Forte for your team Well, next 10 years. You, have, you get to have one or the other on, as your tailback on your NFL team for the next decade. Oh, well, yeah, of course. At 21. 21, you both are 21 years old. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about him. No, not right now. At 250 pounds. <laughs> <Maurice>. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, Maurice – was a very, very, very good running back. Great running back. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, when I was uh, in college, you know, coming out and trying to pick an agent and stuff like that, I talked to him about, uh, you know, how what he thought about it. I got a lot of information, a lot of mentorship from him mm-hmm. uh, coming up. And so, um, great player. I respect and honor everything he's done. But, but I'm going with myself. <laughs> I like that. See, you're not – listen, self-praise – He's a gentleman and a scholar. Self-praise stinks, but if you don't love yourself, who will, Matt Forte? Yep. You know? To thine uh, own self be true. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. What uh, – who wins a foot race? 50-yard dash, you or Maurice? Oh, me, definitely. Is that right? I don't mean right now. I mean in your primes. Yeah, me. Really? Yeah, at the uh, – Better catching the ball out of the, the combine, backfield, definitely you. At the combine, he ran a, uh, a high – basically a 4-4. You know, but when it gets longer, my legs are longer. So yeah, I'm I'm taking 50 yards, 60 yards. You know, I'm I'm taking that all day. A lot of pro football players have told me guys who are fast say, "Oh yeah, I could beat Usain Bolt in a 40." The reason that he wins is because it's a longer race and his legs are longer. I, I don't know about that. Somebody needs to time his 40. I'd uh, love to know that. I know because Ike you know, and Maurice you're, both you're fast, say you're fast. I mean, it's not like he just walks out of the blocks and then takes off. Usain Bolt's fast now. I think he would win, and in fact, I'd like to see him play football. Well, the offense for the Jets should be dynamite with you in the fold, really, who's ever a quarterback, because Chan Gailey works wonders with quarterbacks. At every stop along the way, what QB he works with tends to succeed. So I think uh, you're going to be in good shape there. Let's imagine in the fourth quarter, whether it's Fitz or Geno or, or another one of the kids, Let's see how Arnold Schwarzenegger would describe, or let's hear <laughs> how Schwarzenegger describes the game-winning touchdown against the New England Patriots, scored by Matt Forte. Take it away, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, your analyst on this will be Bane. Now is not the time for fear. Uh, what are you talking about, Bane? It's fourth down, 
and inches to go. The game is on the line. They got to score here. This is an important time for them to score. The Jets hike the ball. Somebody hands the ball off to Matt Forte. I don't know who it is. I can't even see you, idiot. But he gives him the ball. He jumps over the line and he scores. It's a touchdown. Go Jets. J-A-T-S. Go Jets. <laughs> That was a nice little Everyone flourish. Everyone get to the chopper. <laughs> that was really good. Let's do it. We did it before at a Super Bowl once, but I want to do it again. Let's do the uh, the famous when uh, Carl Weathers sees Schwarzenegger. <laughs> do you know the line? Yeah, of course. Okay, it's his most famous. What's the matter, Dylan? See how you got you pushing too many pencils? How many, how many NFL football players, nay, how many human beings can do it that well? Very few, and definitely not Maurice Jones-Drew. <laughs> Matt Forte, I wish you great health, and let's kibitz with you when we have Maurice in the studio, so that we can't just take pot shots without him yeah. getting a chance to respond. That doesn't. In the meantime, stay healthy. Like I say, all the Old best. Jacket, in... green jacket. Oh yeah, you want one of those? What yeah. Quote, what quote is that? What movie? I don't know. I thought you were just saying you want a green. You know that movie quote? What is it? It's a uh, Happy Gilmore. Say, and I, you know, I thought we had a nice conversation, and then right at the end, you get me, and then you, you you take a shot into me, and I feel bad. All right, you know what? I still wish you all the best. Thank you, Matt Forte. I like everybody. your beard. Oh, thank you. Right back at you, fella. I love that Forte. He's a great one. Let's make sure we keep in touch with him and see how his New York experience unfolds in 2016. We should get him. In fact, the next time he's on, well, like we say, we got to have him and Maurice, you know. Actually, you know what would be a good game? You know how you see some shows do that? I remember once uh, Corolla had a TV show on Comedy Central, and he had um, – what did they do? They had – oh, uh, yeah, Jimmy's ex-girlfriend on – or a girlfriend at the time, and Carol on to see who knew Jimmy best between the two. We should see who knows Maurice the best, Forte or Ike, because that's a love triangle right there. So let's uh, let's do that. Now let's hear from another good guy who I had a little bit of a Twitter. I didn't have a real rift with him, but we I sent a, a, a funny little uh, tweet at him. And people liked it, and then it felt like there was heat between us. But we solve all issues, including what the Broncos of 2016 are going to look like with DB Supreme, Chris Harris Jr. You listen to Dave All right, well, look at this. Look who's seated next to me. Is it proof that I don't actually have a rift or any disdain for the Denver Broncos? I don't know. You be the judge. In fact, let's let him be the judge right now. He is a Super Bowl champion. He is one of the great corners from the great secondary. Of those champions, it's Chris Harris Jr. What's happening, man? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to see you in muzzle tub on uh, that gigantic thing on your hand. I'm not going to call it a ring. It's a thing. What is, I mean, that does that doesn't count as a ring. It's as big as my head is. Man, it's it's so heavy on my hand right now. That's why I, I mean I can only put it on there for about ten minutes and I slide it off. <laughs> that counts as your off season workout. Yeah. You just like do this like as you're uh, sitting around. Yeah. Um. So all right, there's much to cover here in uh, in football terms and in human terms. You've had a big addition to your family, and I want to talk about that real quick. Let's blow through some of the big issues so that we can say you and me. To everybody out there, we talked about the the offseason of the Denver Broncos, and we'll jump into some other stuff here. First of all, Mark Sanchez, nice fella so far? 
Yeah, he's been he came in, he's brought a good leadership that we needed. Um losing Peyton. Uh you you gotta find we had to find some new guys that can take the helm or as a leadership on the offense and I feel like he's came he's brought that attitude. Um he's he's joining a Super Bowl winning team, so he knows he has to put a tons of work in and to get up to the same uh, speed as us. Yeah, it's interesting. That's exactly the thing that stood out is that he was saying the right things that you would want from your so-called field general and everything else coming off of 18, you would assume. That's the major void. It's not like with not to diminish the Hall of Fame career of Peyton, but 2015 wasn't his greatest passing season ever. Sanchez has to be the leader more than anything else. Yeah, we just need him to be smart, man. Uh, It's not about him being the hero or Mm -hmm. um, taking those uh, crazy shots or whenever throws that you have to d- do and forcing anything. Uh, I mean, we're fine with him uh, hand the ball off. Uh, we, we're gonna have a great offensive line this year. We feel way they're way better than they were last year. Uh, the running backs, uh, we we I, I love Devontae Booker. Mm. I love him right now. Uh, he looked great uh, during the OTAs, and so I can see him, CJ, and Ronnie, man, having. Uh, tons of carries, man, and uh, us living off the defense too. Yeah, and you know, uh, yeah, we've talked to both those guys in the offseason, CJ and Ronnie. But I love Devontae Booker as well. Watching him at Utah, not too far a move for him from Utah to uh, to the Rockies there, uh, yeah. closer into Denver. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to be dynamite. What about though the first round pick, Paxton Lynch, yeah. who looks better from in, in terms of first impressions? Paxton Lynch or Brock Osweiler? They're really they cut similar Ooh. physical figures and I would same say kind of age. I would really? say Paxton. Yeah, uh, he had better touch on his ball, more actually I think than Brock had when he first came in the league. Um, I, that's one thing I can see that is going to uh, definitely help him. Uh, and he's more mobile. I f- I, he can run. He can mm-hmm. do a little bit more moving in the pocket than what Brock could too. How was the White House? Oh, that was a awesome experience, man. Uh, like I, I was telling uh, a lot of other people that you think the White House is really super huge, but it's not really that big as you think it is. Yeah, I know. The president doesn't even get paid that much. I forget what I've seen what it is, but it's not as much as what an NFL quarterback makes. Nah, I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember how much they said he was making. Not as much as you. Did you? Did you get that? Did Obama know you? He says he's a sports fan. Uh, did he know you? No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Hey, by the way, Chris Harris Jr., go to ChrisHarrisJr.com. Great cause, underdogs uh, for – yeah, I mean, I really uh, love that charity, anything. Dealing with kids, and like I say, we do want to talk about kids in a second, but Mm -hmm. now let's talk about being petulant, and namely Dave was being petulant a couple of months ago during the Combine. I don't know if you remember this, Chris Harris, but you tweeted out a little something. The receivers, when they were running their 40 times, Uh were not – collectively very fast and you you opine some slow wide receivers coming in the league today lol <laughs> and then a jerk named damashek <laughs> tweets back this tweets this at you i'm a steelers fan i don't know if that came up yet but uh slow wide receiver antonio brown had 16 receptions 189s and two t two dts two tds against you lol and then a lot of people thought that uh, that was funny or whatever but you were good-natured about it, as, as I was. I was having oh, yeah. fun, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it's about, man. I mean, he had that one game against me, uh, probably my worst game in my career, but <laughs> I was able to bounce back, have a finish the season strong, and, you know I mean, I only gave up one catch in the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. I mean, I know when I 
I'm certain you would never root for an injury to anybody. Uh-huh. But was there a part of you when you heard like, oh, 84 can't go in the divisional round that were yeah. you a little bit like, well, that's not the worst news I've ever heard that uh, Antonio uh, Brown's not going to be playing. No, nah, I wanted that challenge. Uh, I was definitely. Uh, Did you really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you, I never want to back down from anything. And uh, the game from that game, I've played. It, people act like that's my first time playing AB. I've, we've played them. I don't. I can't even remember how many times we've played Big Ben since I've been in the league. So mm. we've had tons of matchups, but uh, I definitely want to um, give definitely payback for that. Um, you definitely always want to redeem yourself after you play a bad game. So uh, I can't wait till we play Steelers again. Do you feel like is he the toughest to handle out there that you match up with? And do um, you and Talib and uh, and and Roby? Do you guys sort of discuss during the week like, oh, I want this guy. I want I I, I want this guy all day kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of uh, when we played the Steelers. I mean, the, everybody already knew that I was going to be on them. They're um, just the way. They use him, how they keep him in motion. They put him in the slot, uh, put him outside. So they knew – we kind of already knew what it was going to be. But, uh, I mean, we definitely have those type of discussions depending on what receiver we're facing uh, uh, that week. And um, man, it's really me and Tlaib. And all, we're the only ones really discussing. <laughs> A.B. number one, though? Yeah, I would say A.B. is just because that yards after the catch, man. There's nobody in the league that can uh, catch the ball and um, – turn it to 50 so fast and and be able to just maneuver everybody with the ball in his hand. So I'd definitely say A.B. Now, I mentioned the human element, and uh, that's what we like to talk about here on DDFP. Like you, yeah. I have an infant in my home. Let's see just as far as this goes. This isn't your first one either. So surely <laughs> I know you're a fancy NFL football player, but I'm sure you change a diaper here and there, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. All right, let's do it right now. Let's do it again. Here we go. Got diapers on there. Let's see who can do it. Well, no, you got to take off the dirty one. Let's pretend that this. Oh yeah, right. Let's go. Let's see. Ready, set, go. Wait, wait. He he cheated. Did you see? He started before me. There's no beating Damashek. Ah, Chris Harris. Hit. Come ah. on. No, 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 no. Ah. Damn. <laughs> I almost spiked the baby in anger, and that would have been wrong. That would send the wrong message, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I still want to do it, though. I'm not going to do it. You've beaten me again. You beat my Steelers in January, and now you've beaten me in the baby diapering challenge. Man, I've had there. tons of practice, man. All newborns. Can we admit that I beat you in that uh, in that Twitter head-to-head? But that was a blindside ambush by Damashek. I think I, I thought I responded with with the ring thing. You did. That's right. I don't know if we had you- – Remember, you responded by giving me a row of rings, but then two frogs. What did that mean? That means you're sipping on, just sipping on whatever. (laughs) That's the Kermit drinking the tea. (laughs) You know what? Now you've beaten me again. I can't beat Chris Harris, so instead I shall tip my imaginary cap to you. Congratulations to you you, on the uh, on that gigantic bobble that is on your left hand there, and uh, stay healthy and best wishes to you in 2016, man. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, and real quick, can we change the uniforms? That's the thing. The Broncos need to go back to like the Elway uniform. I would love to wear those jerseys. I don't know why we haven't wear like a throwback. for the old throwbacks with the uh, big D uh, mascot on the helmet, but um, I think we did the um, the versus Green Bay this year. We were the blue jerseys with the white, so that was kind of our throwback for the year. Nah, I, 
I, we need I, the old blue. Color me uninspired by that. Yeah. Let's look at. I'll even take the uh, brown socks, the vertical stripes with the oh, gold yeah. Those wouldn't be bad either. Anyway, good seeing you, Chris oh, Harris yeah. Jr. And Thank congratulations you. on uh, your new real little one. Well, that's that. What did everybody behind the glass? Who did you like best? Give a uh, gold, silver, and medal. It's uh, our gold, silver, and bronze medal to our three guests today. I go gold, Forte, mm-hmm. and those those impressions were great. I go silver, Big Cat. Mm. Thought he was solid in there, and then the, the bronze will go Forte. But it, it was close. It was. Well, you gave Forte both a gold and a bronze. That's how little you I'm sorry, Chris Harris. Harris, Broncos. Get on him, Broncos fans. He deserves it. He hates the Broncos. You heard it here. He didn't even acknowledge Chris Harris there, Bartlett. Kent Brown. I'm going to go Big Cat gold for sure. I think that gave us 40 minutes. We thought it would only be 20. He went above and beyond. Silver, I'm going to go Chris Harris. The baby changing was great. Him talking about Osweiler and Paxton Lynch oh, yeah, I thought was really change. good. And then I would say bronze, Matt Forte. It's a good bronze. He was close to silver, but ultimately I give him the bronze. Do you, uh, Kent Brown, is a uh, Pittsburgh native behind the glass. What do you think of that idea? Did you like my trade offer? That was pretty good, wasn't it, Anthony Rizzo? It would help the, the Pirates short term, but if you look at it for a What if a we give him sense, Phil Kessel? If That's it's only Kessel, trade. I'm in. If you have to give up Roethlisberger, I don't think that would be a good well, trade for the Steelers. Silly. Of course, we're not going to give up Roethlisberger. I mean, that's just that's taking a fun idea and just and ruining it by throwing Roethlisberger. I'm, I'm not giving Roethlisberger. Don't get crazy, fella. Kessel for sure. I'm wearing my Penguins Stanley Cup shirt today. It would be disappointing to lose Kessel, but they didn't. If you don't have to give up Crosby or Malkin, I would take that in the second. The the, the Pirates need a first baseman. Yeah, slugging first baseman, and they get a high scoring winger there. I like that. Um, Emma VP. I'm going to have to agree with Kent. This is pretty crazy. Um, gold for Big Cat, silver. The kids, too. They all love Big Cat, don't they? Do you guys – you're the millennials. Yeah, we're the millennials. And you guys like him. Do you guys like uh, – you Very like funny. his work? Yeah, yeah. man. He's, uh, yeah, he's solid gold. And then lastly, Black Tie. Let's hear Black Tie. He'll have some contrarian opinion on this. Why? 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 Well, first off, I just got to say, can't answer that way too seriously. He was really <laughs> factual. That's what I wanted him to be. <laughs> he had his stats ready to go. So? Um, I'm just going to go with, off the top, I'm just going to go with um, Forte. I think the Bane and um, mm. Arnold impressions were just off the cuff. Fair. Freestyle almost. Um, so that was fun. And uh, Big Cat was dope too. So. Why black tie are you wearing a winter jacket? Because in July room, in Southern it's California, it's and, not that cold. And the control room is cold. This is my Super Bowl jacket too. Why do you I have a winter there. jacket even here? It's July. Why did why, why it's even handy? So it shouldn't even be an option. You're a grown man. It gets cold in the office. I have in the control room. Emma VP has heard me say this before too. There are I you know. Of course, well, there's some people talking this week that may not agree with equality in the workplace, but I think most human beings in the 21st century are. One thing, though, that has not that is not equal in the workplace, women sit with blankets on them because they're chilly at work. They say like, oh, it's cold in here and they have blankets on their laps. What if I started doing that? Emma VP, would that be weird? Then again, black tie sitting there in a winter jacket. It's going out into the tundra, apparently, to shovel the snow in a minute. It's cold in the control room, Dave. That's all I got to say. All right. It's a weird Ice cold. What I say. All right. So, oh, and Black Tie, while I have you on the headset, we've been remiss. The Black Tie, the second annual film festival.
needs to take place, and it needs to take place soon because once the season gets here, we have no time for that kind of nonsense. And we figured it out. This is how we're going to do it. Last last year we did it doing the uh, doing March Madness, the, the tournament bracket. This year with the Olympics coming up, we're going to have a field of eight movies, and the top three most voted movies are going to be the gold, uh, the medal stand, and I'll watch all those three movies next weekend. Wait a second. Oh, I see. So everybody will vote. It's a one-round vote, one, yeah. One, two, three. Exactly. Top and three wins. Why, four is too many for you? Well, four doesn't make it onto the medal stand, man. Come on. No, I understand. But is this, is this a scheme to avail Part, yourself partly, an extra yes. movie? The season also is about to start. There's a lot of work to be done, Shaq. This what stuff, movie this should we do? Black Tie, by the way, I should well, let everybody let's, know. Let's solicit, um, if you're still with us at this point in the show, then you're <laughs> considered a uh, a great and uh, good citizen of the Czech Republic. But last year you watched Pulp Fiction. That's correct. Star Wars. That's correct. Raiders of the Lost Ark yes. and Goodfellas. No, no, no. Uh, God, Goodfellas. I mean, uh, Godfather. <laughs> yes. You didn't like – the only one you didn't like was Raiders. Exactly. That's Should so we dating. just roll that over because those have sequels? Should it be Empire? Oh, wait, you watch Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But you watch, uh, should we make I can him watch, watch another Tarantino movie? That I because I'm not a big Tarantino should fan. Should we make so. him do Temple of Doom? Oh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not going back to the Indiana Jones realm. No. I like how you have to think of his last name. The yeah. Indiana, what's his name? Whatever. The um, do we or, or do we go Goodfellas? Have you seen that black tie? I have not seen that. No. I mean, now I'm getting angry again. <laughs> You've never seen Goodfellas. <laughs> What do we think, uh, everyone? All right, we're well, listen, well, start, well, well, you have to get the ball rolling here, but if you are listening right now, then consider yourself a, a great citizen of the Czech Republic, and therefore your opinion matters here. Send us a hashtag, Black Tie Film Festival. No, 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 it's a it's black, tie, black no, no. tie movie event. Movie event. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Exactly. See, again, there's work to be event. done. Event. Speaking like, of movies, I have a little something for you. We're having this argument downstairs in the blue room, and there was two years ago where you made this preposterous argument that Channing Tatum was a bigger movie star than The Rock. Do you remember this argument? I do. It was nonsense. And I have proof. You said, like, well, where's the proof? I have proof that shows. Okay, go ahead. Here it goes. Tatum is my yeah. answer and Hanzoos's. I do think you guys are wrong on the movie thing. The Rock has like four movies in the top ten over the past six ah, months. Worst. He's, I mean, yeah, but it's still, he's still pumping out movies that are making money ridiculously. So I think he actually has the ups right now on that. As Abby, far as you Twitter, are so though, wrong about that. <laughs> no, I, right. I don't. No, in terms of like movie popularity, like The Rock, The Rock has had four movies in the top ten for like. If you four said, if you said to any studio right now, any major movie studio, I, you can either make a movie with The Rock or Channing Tatum, and we'll figure it out from there. I you guarantee you, say? Tatum would you be know the what answer. They'd say, "Let's." Oh. That was so You know bad. what, Black Tie? And, you know what? Like fact, one of Dan my favorite and action Peck heroes. We're in on that, too. You guys are just old. That's I, what it is. Now, now, listen. One of my favorite action heroes, while proving I'm old, Patrick Swayze. Action movie in the 80s plus Swayze equals solid gold. You had Red Dawn. You had Roadhouse. You know, there were some great movies. But you know what? When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Swayze was also in Dirty Dancing, and that's what Jerry Orbach says at the end of it. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I was wrong in this case. I, I don't know about where it was two years ago, but over the last 24 months, you've been proven correct. No, I, it uh, was obvious back then, too. It was just you guys were late to the party. But maybe – but here isn't the – isn't my fallback in this argument that Channing Tatum has decided to be – a little pickier in the scripts he does. He doesn't just want to do action movies, and therefore that reduce. You know, if you're in blockbuster mode all the time, like 
um, The Rock is, then your movies are going to make more money because they're summer blockbusters. And where I mean, because the quality of the movies can't be debated, right? I mean, the T- Channing Tatum's been in more good movies. That's that's. I know that's not that's the true. argument, but no, I'm just agreed. saying that is no, he. He so tries to make the fox. Oh, ca- he tries to make fox catcher, which wasn't the greatest, but it's an attempt to make something agreed. No more high minded than The Rock doing stuff with. Uh, He's um, making money, man. Kevin. Um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I can never remember Kevin Hart's name. Jeez. Well, how what kind of streak is Kevin Hart on too? He's, by the way, he has been in. He has been guys. in roughly half the movie. He and Tom Hiddlesworth. Hiddlesworth. Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. Have so combined to be in every movie Loki. made in the last four years, but it seems like Kevin Hart hasn't made one that's do- that's been reviewed well. At least I don't know if any of them have made money. Like, no, they've all made it, for, especially for the budget it takes to make his movies. It it, it they they turn a huge profit. Um, as far as good movies, he's Kevin made, Hart movies make a lot of money. Yes, they do. Based on the budget, like if you're making a movie based with a five million or ten million ride budget, along two. Well, that was, I haven't seen anything right along, so I don't know. But I, I, Ryan's mad because uh-uh. we got to wrap the show. But I'll look right. it up. And ride along too might make the uh, make the film. <laughs> no, no, they're supposed to be good movies. Supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be free ninety three or around ninety three. But um, maybe we should make. Oh, I bet you've never seen uh, Bad News Bears. Oh, look at that! Ride along too, one hundred and twenty four million in box office and forty million budget. That's a profit, my friend. Yikes! That's pathetic. Kevin Hart is huge, man. What so about though? But Oh yeah, I, boy, that was the most heavily promoted piece of junk movie I, I think I can recall. All right, listen, we have a lot to get to here. You know what would be great though is maybe Black Tie should watch a movie by Tatum. Uh, by wait, Channing Tatum. We should make what make him watch a movie by Tatum O'Neill. Bad News Bears. You ever see that one? No chance. It's a gem. Walter Matthau, very funny. I am watching a lot of movies. Star Trek Beyond this week. Jason Bourne next week, Suicide Squad the week after. I'm actually even going to see The Killing Joke, the animated Batman movie, one night in theaters only. So Your life is a lot of and rich, Black Tie. All right, listen. Thanks to Chris Harris Jr., to Matt Forte, and Big Cat of Barstool Sports. Subscribe to his podcast, Pardon, the Te- Pardon My Take. And also, subscribe to this one, why don't you? And throw a comment in the iTunes section while you're at it. We'll be back with more Hooey and Applesauce. Later on, in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven, and look at that. I'm taking the music cue. Checking out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 